Okay guys, I'm going to ask you to do something that might be a little bit scary, a little bit butt clenchy, a little bit out of your comfort zone in this episode. I'm going to ask you to get your face in your feed. In this episode, I want to cover off firstly how important it is to get your face in your marketing content, Um, especially if you're a small business where you and your business are pretty much one and the same thing, especially if your business is an extension of who you are, your expertise and what you're passionate about, it is super important to make sure that you are making a personal appearance in your marketing content, especially on Facebook and Instagram, where a lot of relationships kick off with our customers. To get you started, so you don't feel like you're completely at sea with this, I'm going to give you my four top ways to get this started. So with these four ways, I want to give you an opportunity to get started with getting your face in your feed, but in a way that still provides value and has meaning rather than just posting for the sake of posting a selfie. So without further ado, let's get started. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and am still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. You may have heard me mention this on a previous episode, and I really need to get this trademark so I get a little ka-ching every time someone says it. But when it comes to marketing, especially if you're a small business owner and you and your business are kind of one and the same thing, you have to get your face in your feed. Um, So what do I mean by getting your face in your feed? Well, I mean using your marketing channels to give people like a preview of what you like to do business with, kind of like establishing the relationship before the relationship. So, and big brands can do this too. This isn't limited to small businesses. Um, Big brands would just probably have multiple faces from team members and everything in their feed. Um, But we actually have a bit of an advantage over bigger business in in this, in that what we can do is we can kind of fast track that customer relationship development because if we're the person they're ultimately going to do business with or we're very close to them maybe in the initial stages of the service maybe we have subcontractors who kind of help roll the service or product out but if we're going to be connecting with our potential and eventually paying customers social media email video wherever you kind of appear So by getting your face in whatever feed it is you choose to utilize, what you're doing is you're fast-tracking the first of that three-step process of like know, like, and trust. So when we talk about the know, like, and trust factor, that's critical to developing relationship with customers that will eventually go from potential to pain. So people won't buy from us if they don't know us, they won't buy from us if they don't like us, and they don't buy from us if they don't trust us. So 
it's really important to start appearing in your own marketing. So you can start giving people a reason to know, like, and trust you to start seeing your face, hearing your voice, and getting a really authentic preview of what it what you're like to do business with. This also has a really good way of magnetizing the people that are best suited to you whilst possibly repelling those that you mightn't be best suited to work with anyway because they are in fact getting a sense of who you are what your what your values are how you like to work with you might be more like polished and professional you might be really casual and laid back whatever it is if they're getting the authentic you experience before they actually invest in you it's a great way to ensure that those that come through the door or jump on an email or jump on a call are probably already halfway there to being perfect just for you to do business with. Now, when I tell my clients to get their faces in their feed, they normally balk a little and it's it can be very it can be something that requires a bit of a leap of faith, something that requires a lot of bravery. And it can also be a process that brings up a lot of our insecurities about how we act, how we talk, um, what we look like, um, especially I know for women, although I know men suffer from this as well, from you know lack of confidence and body image and just a, a confidence in putting themselves out there without being super polished, highly done up and professional. The more you're true to yourself in your marketing, the more that is going to bring the right people into your space. And I'm speaking from ongoing experience with that. The more I started showing up as myself, unscripted, and just sort of saying it how I would say it to someone in the moment, the more I'm attracting the most brilliant clients into my space. You know, I work with a fantastic range of people and some days I just can't quite believe how well suited they are to me. Like, when I talk to some of these people, I think because I've been so authentic in my marketing, we just click. I've got 20-minute um, strategy, like free discovery calls that preempt a lot of like my website consults or like my marketing coaching consults. And sometimes it's hard for me to not have them go for an hour just because I get on such a roll with these guys. Like having a 20-minute conversation with someone you click with so well is really hard because 20 minutes is not a lot of time when you've kind of gone, oh my God, we have so much in common. And it really just becomes a conversation about their their business, what they're passionate about. So 20 minutes is a struggle for me there. But just goes to show that the more you put your, your true self out there and the more you can be brave and open and honest with that, the more it will attract the right things for you and for your business, just giving it time and consistency. So to help you break the ice here with getting your face in your feet, I've got my four go-to ways that I cycle through over and over again um, that are a really good way to get your face in your feed repeatedly, but without making you feel like a high school student who's taking selfies at a rate of knots. So I don't want you feeling like you've got to take pictures of you and your breakfast, you on your walk, you living your best life. You don't need to be photographing every inch of your day just to get a bank of photos of yourself up and you also don't need to it's it's not like every photo has to be polished and professional we can have a balance of both and I'm going to show you how to do it so let's go over my four go-to ways for getting your face in your feed consistently without busting the budget or without going into selfie overdrive the first one I kind of want to go over with you is um, reels and videos and IGTV so this is a bit of a one to throw you straight in the deep end and I want to do that because sometimes with marketing and getting yourself inside your marketing you got to rip the band-aid off and jump straight in and so what I've been doing for a long time now is I started out doing um, you might have heard this me talk about this in a, in an earlier episode but so I started doing like Facebook lives where I would sh- I would sort of script everything out and share a big chunk of value and like I would and I'll be perfectly honest with you my first ones were awful like really 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 terrible like the lighting was bad I would mumble I'd talk 
way too fast. It was too scripted. It was like I was... Remember back in like high school when we were doing like presentations and your teacher would constantly be telling you, don't read off the screen, we can read the screen, this is a presentation. And you'd find yourself reading off the screen anyway. That was kind of like what my first videos were. They were awful. But what happened then is it meant I could get all the crap videos out of my system and with each one I got better and better and better. And if you've only got a small audience right now, like if, only, if you've only got a small email list or like a small uh, subscription list on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. If you've only got a small audience right now, now is the perfect time to get all the shit videos out of your system. So now is the time to just press record and go for it. And then you know what? Watch it back and see what you did wrong. See what you could do better. Constantly use each next one to A, establish the habit of doing it, and B, constantly be critiquing and sort of going, what's one thing I can do better this time that I noticed didn't quite work last time? Because the two key things here are very much, in fact, building your confidence and establishing a habit. So whilst I was going through my shitty video stage, I made a few evolutions. So it started as Facebook Lives, and then it translated to Instagram Lives, because I found, so Facebook Lives were okay, but I was still trying to pre-record big chunks of them. And I was kind of getting lost in the perfectionism of editing and tweaking. And so something that was only meant to be five minutes took two hours and never got finished and never got used. And it was a waste of time. Well, it wasn't a waste of time because I learned from that. I learned, I looked at it and went, this process is not sustainable. This amount of work tipping into this content is not sustainable. I need to make this fast and effective and in and out back to work. So... I went from doing them pre-recorded to live and then I went to Instagram lives and I really cut them down. So they started coming down to about 10, 15 minutes. And all I, I had to have the same chat with myself that I'm having you with you right now. I didn't worry about makeup. I didn't worry about how I looked. I'm like, you know what? I just have to do it because done is better than perfect. Like, and I'm talking, like, I'm not even talking like casual looking. Like there was times where it's like the only time I could do it was after I'd taken my son to swimming lessons. So my hair was a mess and my clothes were all drenched and it looked like I'd just climbed out of a swimming pool fully dressed. But you know what? I'd established the habit and mentally I'd committed to producing one of these videos every week. So come hell or high water, I was getting on that Instagram live and I was going to give them value and I was going to do it and then move on. So they're a really good way to jump into the deep end, start thinking about what you can say, how you can articulate it. Um, I've been experimenting with reels recently and I've actually found they're a lot of fun. Um, they're a good way to tap into your creativity. Um, a couple of tips I would give you just from the very few early days that I've been doing it is one, and this is a tip that my business coach gave me, is actually start watching reels and notice which ones you enjoy. I didn't want to touch reels for a really long time because I thought it was just everyone mouthing along to everyone else's audio. Like I did not get it. I did not get the appeal. I didn't get why they were so popular. To me, it just looked like overly reconstituted crap but then my business coach encouraged me to start looking at reels and notice which ones I actually enjoyed watching and then what was it about them that I actually enjoyed and so I started being able to then reverse engineer what I liked and what I thought was successful in in my own reels um, he also gave me a couple of people to follow so there's one called instacoach mike um, I'll share his link in the comments below um, in the notes story for this uh, episode um, see you can already tell I've come from Instagram live background comments below and I'm not even putting this on Instagram directly so see see what a habit can do to you things become automatic 
So there's a few um, Instagram people that I follow that I'll drop the links through to uh, in the um, in the show notes for this, so you can start seeing what some really good Instagram accounts are doing, um, and also learn off them as well. A lot of these Instagram coaches will also share tips and tricks and things like that, so I encourage you to watch them as well. So if you're going to jump into Reels, start paying attention to what Reels you think are successful and see if there's a similar principle you could apply to you and your business. Um, similar for just standard like information videos and IGTV. Start paying attention to who you follow and what they do and what you feel is successful at the content that you engage with. And again, the added benefit of video is they're hearing your voice, they're seeing how your mannerisms, seeing how you talk, what you get excited about, what you might be like to deal with. And it is this great preview into eventually doing business with you and either your products or your services. So that's the first one. Jump into Reels, Video, IGTV, get the shit videos out of your system and start experimenting. Start refining um, your approach and start um, start developing your video skill set because video does really well on these platforms and it's only getting better. So to complement that, the second one I would recommend you do is get a batch of professional photos taken. So this is opposite end of the spectrum stuff. Um, and this doesn't have to be super expensive. So find a photographer who can give you a really good batch of headshots. Um, they don't have to be overly edited, so you can save money on the editing process because the native editing tools in things like Instagram are so good that you, they, you could probably take the photos off them raw and then retouch them in the app when you post them. You can try and find maybe an up-and-coming photographer who's looking for experience, and so you might be able to offset your cost there by using someone who's fresh and looking for a couple of gigs to get under their belt. Find a really nice location. So my first batch of photographs, um, because I live in a coastal area, we just took them down by the beach and then a few sort of walkways near the beach, which are really good because they also positioned me as a marketing um, coach in a regional and rural area. Like the proof was in the pudding, I was taking these photos in a regional area next batch of photos I got done with the same photographer um, we actually did at one of my clients places it's a local bed and breakfast and she's got a beautiful eye for interiors so we took all the photos there and again they turned out really well professional photos also have the really good added benefit of being great for like your website or if you've got any um, sort of print marketing opportunities to get your face out there so having a good bank of professional photos which maybe just do it once every six months or once a year like treat yourself and your business to an ongoing updated bank of professional photos and they're really good to sort of peter throughout your um throughout your social media feed or in your emails and things like that they're really good to pair with like um personal anecdotes and stories like what I call connect posts if you've heard my previous episode about connect convey and convert my kind of three bucket strategy for marketing these are really good for points of connection it's a really good way to sort of do like a like a note from me kind of thing so again really good to have in the bank and really good to sort of um, have throughout your social media feed to balance out any of the um, like the authentic maybe I'm a little bit messy today kind of stuff um, just to create balance so second one Get a good batch of professional photos, shop around, ask for quotes, look at the photographer's portfolios, and you may be surprised at how cheap this exercise can actually be. The third one is quote posts, and I've seen a lot of the Instagram um, sort of experts that I follow do this. And if um, what I'll do, what I encourage you to do is to go check out my Instagram feed. Um, and again, I'll drop some examples in the show notes. So what it is, it's almost as if like you've captured a um, 
captured a quote or a, a status update from another platform and then you've turned it into a post on Instagram. And so what it, it does is it has like a profile picture of you, your name, and then a quick statement from you. Like this might be a pull quote, this might be like a go-to saying you have, like my get your face in your feed. Um, it could be maybe an extract from a podcast episode or a video training you've done where it was like a little nugget of gold that stands on its own as like a little thought bubble that you can um, explore in the, in, the, um, in the caption. But what you're doing there is you're actually using the exact same image of yourself because it's a profile shot and you're using it over and over again but in a way that's relevant because it's being paired with uh, what looks like a status update but it's really a pull quote. Um, and that's a really good way of recycling the same image over and over again, but giving it a reason to show up over and over again because it's being um, paired with a different statement. So check out my feed if you want to have a look at some of those. Also check out the other um, the other sort of Instagram accounts I'll mention in the notes. They all do something similar, and it's a really, really effective way to keep keep your content simple, keep the output simple and quick, but, all, but still be offering value and still giving it a reason to be there. Because I feel like there's nothing worse, and I think more people are cottoning onto this now. This is the reason why I shied away from Instagram altogether initially, because it felt like people were just posting crap for the sake of posting crap. Like it didn't feel like it offered any value, insight, anything. And then obviously, similar to what happened when you dive a bit deeper into reels, what you'll notice is the accounts that do well actually only share something if it's valuable. They only share content if it's worth sharing. Whether it's um, I've you know I see you struggling and I get you, or if it's like here's a quick tip for you to get started, or um, here's how I would handle this, here's my experience, here's my advice. This is a really good way to keep sharing content where the visual is really easy to sort of um, churn out, but it still has value and it still has meaning. It's still worth sharing. Um, so that's my third one, quote posts. Um, check out the accounts that I've mentioned so you can get a sense of what that looks like. And these are really easy to create on like Canva. I'll use one called Crello, but that's recently been absorbed by the Vista um, Vistaprint group. I don't know if they're, they're going digital now, but they're really easy posts to create, dead simple. And the fourth one is um, episode posts, like if you do a podcast or a video series or maybe a blog, very similar to um, the quote post. It's a really good way to rehash the same image over and over again, but with a reason. So again, check out my um, feed, the podcast episode posts where I'll sort of announce each time a new podcast episode is live. Again, it's using the exact same image over and over again. I've taken a screenshot of my Spotify um, episode list and then that's the image that gets repeated over again. I've then dropped it into like a, a phone template. So, and then it's I've got a few different brand colored backgrounds. So that kind of keeps it fresh. So each one's going to be a slightly different variation of my brand color scheme. It has like an audio clip with it, um, and it also has the name of the um, name of the episode, and then the caption goes into a bit of a synopsis of the episode. But that again is a really e quick and easy way to keep pumping the visual out. So the visual's relevant, but the visual's also easy. You're not sitting there scrolling through your phone feed, going, "Jesus, I've got to find a photo that goes with this. How do I even start with this?" So that's my fourth one: using episode posts, and that could be like a video episode, video training episode it could be like a fresh to the blog um, just another really good reason to use the same photo over and over again to keep the visual simple but to give it meaning and value and there's a reason why it's still reoccurring so we'll go back all over them again just to summarize firstly why we need to get our faces in our feed is because 
it, it gives um, our potential and paying customers a preview of what it's like to do business with us. They can hear our voice, they can see our face, they can get a sense of who we are, what we're passionate about and what we like to deal with. It's a very good reason why you need to get your face and your feet, especially if you and your product or service are pretty much one and the same thing. Um, you have a brand that is pretty much an extension of who you are. It's a perfect reason to get your face in your feet. And it also goes some way to establishing that relationship with the customer before they become a customer. You can kind of fast track that process. Now, my four ways of getting your face in your feed so you're not agonizing over finding the perfect photo. One, get really comfortable on video. Reels, IGTV, quick videos, whatever it is. Just dive right in, rip the band-aid off and start getting comfortable on video. Two, Get a really good batch of professional photos taken. Shop around, do your research, ask for recommendations and get a professional photographer to give you a really good batch, like a nice variety of different photos that you can have on hand for not only social media, but your emails, print marketing opportunities, guest appearances, your website. It's just a really good resource to have inside your business. Number three, quote posts. Kind of like a, grabbing a status update and turning it into a post. Really good way to recycle the same image over and over again, but still having value and purpose and four similarly to number three episode posts videos episode uh, podcast episodes blog posts announcing that there is a new episode live and again using the same graphic with your face in it to promote that is a really good way to again use the same graphic over and over again but have a really valid reason and a really meaningful reason to do so and that's it. I hope that's a really practical tip that you guys can use to get started. I want to see lots of faces in your feeds out there because the more I do business with small business people like you, the more I realize you're fantastic people and more people need to see you. If you're tracking okay now in your business without putting your face in your feed, I want you to just think for a minute what a difference that could make if you start putting you as a human being into your brand and getting people showing people what it's like to do business with you before they've had the chance to do so because I guarantee it's going to have an impact and I would I would love to have more people see you for who you are see what you're capable of see what you're passionate about because I guarantee it's only going to make them more convinced to do business with you stay safe and take care guys and I'll talk to you next week Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks, guys. See you next time.